Hey everybody, it's Nathan with the Birds and the Lees coming at you from a uh, Friday night uh, in our upstairs game room that smells suspiciously like 10-year-old feet because my son's been hanging out here uh, for most of his half day off of school because it's spring break. Spring break. Spring break in Texas. And you know what? It's a glorious time of the year because mask mandates have been lifted, mandatory mask mandates from the governor. And we are here tonight, me and my lovely wife, Kim. Kim, how are you? I'm good. She's awesome and she's great. And But we are here tonight with two very special guests, some really close friends of ours, Taylor and Sarah Castleberry. Taylor, how are you? Honored. Humbled. Honored. <laughs> we'll get back to that at the end of this. Sincerely and we'll humbled. <laughs> I really wish we had a GoPro up watching his face. I know. Well, honored. <laughs> I am honored. I don't think what you can't see is we're sitting at a 10-foot Ikea table and Taylor's at the other end, so I don't even think a GoPro could capture everybody because it's such a big table. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing good. It's a Friday night. Feeling good. She's feeling good. We just had a dinner of uh, white chicken chili. We're feeling good about ourselves. <laughs> and uh, what we thought, you know, let's just have some fun tonight. Last week we were we were kind of serious, or last episode, a little, yeah. little bit serious about life transition and things like that. Tonight we're just going to have a conversation with some friends because we thought, hey, this would be fun. And you know what? It might get serious. It might get silly. Who cares? Because you know what? That's what it's all about, just sitting around talking. And uh, who cares if we stick a mic in front of our faces because... Uh, you know, raw, unfiltered, raw and unfiltered, unadulterated, unadulterated. Oh, oh. <laughs> Is that a word? Yeah, it's. Just uh, I mean, it's probably a word you don't want to use. Okay. No, unad- oh. uh, it's a it's a good word. It's just that you know we'd have to put an e next to this podcast. And I don't <laughs> do that. It's not something you know. It's not something we're known for here at the Birds <laughs> and the Leaves having that little red e next to your podcast. Yeah, Sarah Dollarback. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, what we thought we might do tonight is just have like a, a what is it, a quid pro quo, like just a little question back and forth, yeah. like uh, one person yeah. or one one team. We'll say teams. Mm-hmm. The Castleberries yeah. ask a question. Lee's team Castleberry. Oh, team Castleberry. we're going to do this teams. Maybe All right. Teams. I don't know. And we Although to be clear, our relationship does not. It is not um, surface level relationship, right? So. Well, we know each other pretty well, and it's yeah. not a. It's not a uh, uh, adversarial. Relationship, right. no, right. In fact, well, maybe maybe more fly fishing, but uh, yeah, that might be. Yeah, Sarah and I kind of can duke it out over shopping. Yeah, you guys, are Sarah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. actually, uh, yeah, I heard that we lost a dirt cheap here in in Dallas. So, uh, yeah, it was an unfortunate day. <laughs> it was an unfortunate day. Uh, true story, actually. I'd never heard of dirt cheap until I met Sarah, and then I went over there, and I got a really awesome deal on board games while I was there. So, like, it nice. became a really like I, I love going over there. So, yeah, I'm very impressed by it. Oh, plus, you can all get a hot tub there. We did see a hot tub. We one don't time. know if it works. You can get anything. It's just got a crack in it. Yeah, the hot tub's probably or a, a hole. hole in it. But doesn't that duct yeah. tape fix it? But here's that the other thing: is tape? you have to get the hot tub home without their help. Oh, that's, that's the other thing. terrible. As is. As is. Then yeah. you got to throw it away in 10 years when yeah. you don't want it anymore. Okay, so here's my first question. Sarah, what's the best thing you've ever gotten at Dirt Cheap? Hmm. That's a hard one. I've gotten a lot of things, but I would have to say some five-cent toys for my classroom. Five-cent toys for class. If you don't know, Sarah's a school teacher. Um, and uh, you, you, So you got five-cent toys for your classroom. Yeah, a uh, whole buggy full, if we're being honest. <laughs> I, I wish, okay, so five-cent five, five cent toys, a whole buggy full. I wish I knew the actual volume on a, a, a shopping buggy because then we could actually determine how much money you actually spent. That's that's a lot. How big are the toys? Uh, 
uh, yeah. they ranged. I mean, they've lasted me two years, the last two years of teaching. Oh, my so. gosh. Oh, wow. So okay. they were smaller toys. We're not, yeah. yeah. Some bigger. Okay, mm-hmm. so they, yeah, they weren't exactly like massive, like remote control cars or stuff like that. Yes, but okay. they were 95% off and it was a great bargain high. Mm. Nice. <laughs> And so there's our warm-up question for tonight is we mm-hmm. want to get you guys just kind of loose a little bit. So uh, that was the first question. So I think it's mm-hmm. now time for them to ask yep. a question. So we're going to hand it over. It's just going to be like a volley, just like on a tennis court. We're going to volley one over to uh, the Castleberries. And then just to be clear, we answer ours and then we answer back. We question back. And then we back. question them back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I think, I mean, today I wrote down some questions. I was thinking, all right, I know Kim Actually, and Nathan pretty good. Yeah. Oh, well, let's back up for a minute. We'll get back yeah. to your question. Yeah. One thing we, we didn't tell uh, enough about you guys. So let's uh, okay. let's go back and just revisit this real quick. Um, some of the history. We met Taylor and Sarah uh, a couple years ago as we were kind of kicking off this young adult life group, which we've talked about uh, quite a bit on this podcast. Um. I think the first thing we ever did was we went for ice cream, right? Eskimo Joe's. Eskimo Joe's ice cream. That's oh, right. Oh, that's right. And I remember leaving Eskimo Joe's and 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 uh, coming home and telling Kim, <laughs> I really hope they stay. <laughs> like, I must have se- acted like a douche or something. No, that it wasn't that. It was that. Uh, it wasn't that. It was that. I I felt the same way about myself. He like also I, felt I acted that way. He and also thought you were super cool. I did think he was really cool. <laughs> I put on this really like in, cool, intimidating <laughs> chill vibe. vibe. Well, know? it was just uh, well. Okay, so I'm 47, and Taylor yeah. has now just turned recently 30, and he's entered the initiation stage of life. And I thought, you know what? He's a pretty cool guy. I could, he could, I could like maybe learn some cool stuff from him. And so I got in the car and I was like, I really hope they they stay because it would like really suck if they didn't stay at the church because of me. <laughs> Was a we all get real quiet. No, I, remember, <laughs> I remember that night vividly, and I was like, "Wow, those are some cool like people." Like, I did not expect to like hit it off with you guys like we did because we were just trying out. I think the church still, and we we're like, mm-hmm. "Wow, like you know, yeah. Nathan and Kim really are awesome." And, and <laughs> I think Sarah felt well, the same way. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay, so a little bit about you guys, Taylor. You, uh, well, go ahead, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I. Uh, you know, I make money selling drugs, basically. Yes, you are a drug pharmaceutically dealer. Um, <laughs> speaking. And then I, my night shift is as a uh, musician yeah. on my spare time. An incredibly talented musician. Taylor uh, is Stop up it. there in the top two Stop best it. guitar players <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Personally, no. <laughs> top two Keep going. best Stop guitar it. players I personally know. So That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, so Nathan is uh, a big fan, which I, I appreciate. Fan. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I do in my spare time. And then outdoors, hunting, fishing, Sarah and I love to go hiking and stuff. And then Sarah, what do you love to do in your, your spare time? Um, dirt cheap. Dirt cheap. (laughs) Sarah is a bargain hunter. (laughs) And you're creative. Yes. Um, any kinds of crafting that I can make or anything that I can do. I'm all about that. Yeah. Interior awesome. design type stuff. Sure, sure, we'll say that. Yeah, you guys. I'm. I, I will say this. I'm always impressed by just the 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 design and feng shui and all that of your home. I think it's really cool. You guys did a great job because you guys bought this house and been working on it and stuff. So for sure, it looks really feng awesome. Shui. I couldn't think of a word. I'm not a designer <laughs> person. Vibe. I don't know anything about it. What do I know about? You're right. I don't know anything about that. Continue. And you guys have uh, your 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 your. Youngest is Coco. Yes. 
the wonder dog who is like really awesome. Adopted Ken. <laughs> gifted. Gift. Yeah, gift. Yeah. Were you gifted the Coco? We gifted Coco. The story goes before we got married, Sarah's dream dog was a French bulldog, but we had agreed we would never pay twenty five hundred dollars for are a expensive. dog. Yes. And then my friend who is an impulse buyer happened to buy Coco like six weeks or oh my maybe gosh. a few months before we got married. And he happens to be a cop. And the problem was that yeah. Coco stayed in the crate all day, yeah. 10 hours a day. And he felt bad. So he said, hey, Sarah, do you want Coco as a wedding gift? And what did you say? Uh, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> when somebody drops your dream dog on in your lap on That's your, right. right for your wedding. The price we didn't pay for Coco up front, we've made up for it in vet bills. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so nice. She Welcome is a, to she, owning a pet. <laughs> she's a liability. Yeah. Well, she's like uh, she's like one of the funniest dogs. Ever. I mean, just her energy. She is clearly the mascot. I literally our, saw yeah. her do a vert. She's got a better vert than I do. <laughs> like she went vertical. Like three the feet last of air that time. I know. She was just like straight up and down, like literally two and a half feet off the ground. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was really funny. Okay, so we uh, we definitely we thought this would be fun, and uh, you know what we've done with this podcast is basically uh, said that we're just going to talk about being real and and being a couple that's in ministry and our friends, and so really this one there's really no agenda other than to ask each other questions, and wherever it goes, it goes, and if it's silly, great. Mm-hmm. If it's serious, great. If it's something that you guys come back later and say never ever put that on the internet. <laughs> Too bad. So, um, <laughs> do or die. Yep. The way so, we so as the uh, the question tennis match uh, proceeds, it is now Taylor and yes. Sarah's turn to lob a question at us. All right, I'm mm-hmm. teeing this one up for you guys. Okay. Oh, uh, you're handing uh-oh. us an easy one. Uh-oh. Okay. I'm teeing you up. It's All right. Either easy or like he knows there's a ridiculous answer. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one to Kim because I feel like oh. Nathan naturally <laughs> just carries this. This uh-huh. uh, podcast, but yep. we know Nathan is a super nerd. Right. Okay? Right. Board games for days, All the movies. Uh-huh. Like, he knows he's seen every movie yeah. that you could ever imagine. Right. So, if those are his hobbies, Kim, what are your top two hobbies? Top two. Yeah. Um, first, I would say our home's design, not others, but ours. Um, I really enjoy the planning and designing and creating of that. Second hobby. But don't look at me. Your hobbies. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what a second one would be because that ends up co- that ends up kind of going multiple directions. Mm-hmm. So I would say shopping, but looking for very key pieces that I really like. Um, Unique pieces that you can't find anywhere. Yeah, you're not an impulse shopper. No. I'm truthfully in our relationship, I'm the impulse shopper. Like I'm the guy that gets money in his pocket. And especially with like board games, I can't like sit on it. Like yeah. there's got to be something come across the it, Amazon. The invention of Amazon was the worst <laughs> possible thing that ever happened. You are their demographic. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Like, you look under like when when Bezos sits up there in a board meeting, he goes, "That's the guy," <laughs> and it's just this big picture of me down at the end of the table. And uh, and so you know, basically, it's been it's been modeled like to, to for me to spend money. Amazon is a great example because he'll order, you know, all the things he wants, like shirts and pants. <laughs> and I'm ordering. That an, sounds and games. so normal. 
<laughs> okay, and super nerdy games and books and things. And on mine are these really weird pieces that complete something that isn't sold on Amazon. Or or it's literally some camping gadget that she likes. Yeah, I so do like she camping gadgets. Digs camping gadgets. In fact, for uh, <laughs> but I don't like aunt? camping in a tent. So was it our birthday last year? Your birthday last year? I got you a portable bug zapper. Yes. Nice. It's a yes. battery powered bug <laughs> zapper flashlight. Bugs. But you can literally like yeah. wear it around your neck while you're out in the woods. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, got him. <laughs> yep. It's I'm pretty so excited. Awesome. I haven't had, but it came kind of late in the yeah, season for camping and you know, COVID. So we haven't used it yet, but it's ready to go. Oh, this summer we're using mm-hmm. it. Maybe it even out us. back. We'll see. Oh yeah. All yeah. right. Kim, do you want to ask a question? So that was uh that was uh Point there. Okay. That's a good question. We'll get to little know so you. So, if Sarah and Taylor had to get two more pets, what would they be? You go first. Well, if it was up to me, we would have a three-legged cat. <laughs> a three-legged would cat. It, would, it, would it start three-legged, or would that be a criteria <laughs> that you would help it achieve? <laughs> Like, say well, you find a perfect four-legged cat. Is it like, okay, yeah, no, this is... Not good <laughs> no, and that's all I'll say about it, or else, you know, we've we've there, discussed it. There we're, was we've, an we've experience. Yeah, there was an experience. All right, you're already cutting deep, Kim. <laughs> you're getting to the core of who we but are as a couple. More. So, yeah, who would you, what would your third pet oh, be? What would mine be? Uh-huh. Huh. Well, I mean, I feel like Coco would be the worst mother in the world, but... <laughs> A little baby Frenchie would be super cute. Oh. They're like the size of a golf ball, aren't they? They're so well, They're also, like super small. Also, you never had a baby because you got... Oh, Coco was full grown. Was she well, a year old? Okay. Yeah. yeah, we never got the experience of picking up puppy poop and pee Inside. for like six weeks straight. So we really yeah. want that. <laughs> hey, the next if we ever foster a litter of puppies again, you guys are more than welcome to that come not gonna happen. for it. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> no. I love the puppies. I love fostering, but it is a lot of work. Yeah. And I do not have the bandwidth. Yeah. I fully expected you to go for something like really a little more cutting on that one, but uh, I think it's a good opening question. Again, we're we're lobbing softballs right now. A little softball. I know Kim's got. We'll go go yard on the later ones. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Okay. That's all I got. All right. Unless you want to add on to it. Oh, that's it. I wanted to hear what the next Coco's going to be. The next phase. So it's clearly another Coco. It's clearly another cocoa. <laughs> All right, so we're back to them. Sarah, what would have you always wanted to know about Kim and Nathan? Or ask anything. We'll answer a question. You got a, you got a really question about the world. I really we'll like answer. that Taylor always says my name first. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Kim and Nathan, I I honor you know, authority first. <laughs> as oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, Taylor recognizes the hierarchy in uh-huh. the family. Yeah. Okay, I think I have one. Okay, go for it. Since we're not able to travel and mm. travel is on the mind, where is one place y'all have not been that you hope oh. to one day go? I know. Oh, does it have to be the same place? It has to no. be somewhere we've never been. It had Let's to be someplace, but do we have to go together? No, because some no. of the places I would go, she doesn't want to go. Oh no, not together. Oh, we I would go together, <laughs> but like okay, you pick one that we yeah, I would go with you, one. and then I would get to choose one, and I would go. Where's someplace you've never been? You always want to go. I really do want to go to like the main area. Yeah. Oh Maybe gosh. early fall. Yeah. When the colors are changing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know when colors change there. I think it's earlier than like Colorado though, because they're colder. Yeah. So I think it is. do that in like 
I don't even like seafood, but go to like a really great like get hole real, in the wall. Like legit Maine lobster. Mm. I don't want to get lobster. I want to get their corn. You get it's oh, gotta she likes be the good. corn from that stuff. But yeah, I <laughs> yeah. would get like straight up lobster rolls. Oh, all I day bet long. their biscuits. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They oh. would be amazing. Be I don't care. I I don't I just bet their bread is great. I bet it has a really great seasoning. What about you, Nathan? Oh man. I, I try to narrow it down to two to one, but I really have two. And the, the second one I never would have thought, but now that I've seen more and more people go there. But the first one, I've always wanted to go to Scotland. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to see Scotland. Um, the the second one, I've like, and it could be any one of, but like the Scandinavian countries. So like, really? yeah, like Norway and places like that. But oh. I'd love to go to Iceland. You want to yes. go to their Ikea, huh? Yeah, that's what I want to <laughs> do. No, no, no. I, I just, uh, so... I, I believe that a portion of my family is like from Sweden and mm-hmm. places like that. So I'd like to go see that. But I just love, I like the whole Viking kind of, you know, thing. And I think it's really pretty. So I've always wanted to go there. Uh, but definitely the, the one that really shocks me that I want is Iceland because I've seen more and more people go and it just looks really cool. I'd love to see that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this time in our life, pre kids, our goal is like, all right, well, this is the time we need to travel, right? Oh, thanks, COVID. And then COVID hit and, you know, we were going to go to Italy. That didn't happen. And we've been trying to plan a trip to Boston and Maine and the Northeast Mm. kind of as a kind of a plan B. And we still haven't got to do that. So um, hopefully we get to travel the world a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, Iceland, Switzerland, Mm. Greenland, Switzerland Switzerland sounds um, fun. Italy. I would love to go what's directly across the See the Mediterranean, yeah, the Mediterranean like from Italy, Croatia. We want Croatia, Croatia oh, would be amazing. Course. Really? Yeah. I don't know anything about Croatia. We watched so. it. What it's happened beautiful. is we watched an Anthony Bourdain episode. Oh, okay. Of Croatia. See, what happened was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this lady was talking about like, oh yeah, I was just walking around along the street today, and I, you know, plucked some asparagus from the side of the road and had oh it with gosh. lunch. And I'm like, okay, question of the night: Would you know what asparagus was if it was on the side of the yes, road? Yes, I actually would. Really? We used to grow it in my backyard would when you? I was a kid. Yes, me and my grandpa used to um, plant vegetables, and asparagus was one of ours. Sweet memory. Because asparagus is weird looking because it's very thin, like the the shoots or whatever Mm. aren't aren't real like heavy duty. They look weird, almost Mm. like baby's breath, if I remember correctly. It's kind of odd looking. Interesting. Maybe that's a bad comparison, judging by Sarah's face she's making. She's like, no, no, maybe (laughs) Nathan, you're not as smart as you thought you were. Um, whose turn is it? Ours? It's yours. It's my turn. Okay, so okay, so I'm going for it. Uh-oh. All right, here we go. This is the question. Now we're gonna we're gonna transition from fun, sure, still fun, sure, but a little more serious. So, um, okay, so I've been in ministry for almost 20 years now, and uh, I started in student ministry, which means that the students that I initially had are the same age you guys are now. Like they've all, you're all the same age, and. Uh, you guys, if I am understanding my generational dynamics, you're millennials. Um, you fall right in there. And one of the characteristics and, and markers of your generation that everybody is always talking about is that you guys are in a, a period of deconstruction of your faith, but also that is meaning that you're walking away from church in a traditional sense, uh, the, the more institutional, institution, I don't want to say institutional sense of like the Catholic church, but like uh, what you grew up in, you know, and, and you're kind of reframing that. But uh, 
the church we are currently at, I would say, is probably pretty normal. Uh, you would say it's pretty mainstream. It's just like pretty much every other church in America. And we seem to have uh, a boom in uh, couples and singles your age. Uh, my question is this, is if the trend that everybody's talking about is that you guys should be walking away from that, what is keeping you? Well, just in my personal story, what, you know, what drew me to Jesus ultimately was people and community and friends. And I remember, you know, as a 16 year old being really drawn to other high school kids who seemed to have something special as far as, you know, that community aspect that I did not experience Mm -hmm. in the regular, I guess, everyday mundane life. And so for me, um, being able to, you know, learn what that is like, what a community under Jesus is like, you know, getting to experience that now at Coppell Bible, I think, you know, people come because, you know, they want to hear a good message. They want to hear a good preacher. They want to see a good band. But, you know, what keeps someone at a church, I believe, is just the people. So, yeah, from day one, you know, from you guys to the Hammers to the people that we met at church, Mm -hmm. it was it was that that drew us in, or at least for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think community has a lot to do with it. Um, I think it can be really hard for anybody to find a church that they really connect with and click with. And mm-hmm. I think that CBF does a really good job of teaching truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in church all my life, but it was a lot of, you're never good enough. Mm. And knowing the truth and feeling that and seeing the people there, I think that, I mean, that has definitely opened my eyes to who God is and what he wants for us and from us. Um, and the community, too, has been, I mean, absolutely amazing. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I, uh, you know, listening to you guys, uh, you know, that's always been something, you know, years ago they were starting to talk about this shift and they said one of the things that was a priority was community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what I find really interesting and encouraging is, yes, community is that driving uh, Im- important factor, which I 100% agree with both of you on that, um, but also bringing into the fact that, you know, you guys uh, as a generation are really hungry for truth and that truth that is kind of ref- reshaping where you grew up, you know, and, and, and I think there's two ways that you can go. You can, uh, you know, have everything you believed or understood as, as a teenager or whatever, and then get out in the world and have it reframed by something that isn't the truth, mm. uh, which I think is what's happening. I think people are, are, are grasping on the things that aren't the truth. Um, but then, you know, and I think sometimes that's because the real truth is absent from their experience does that make sense like they're not hearing it so they're they're accepting this because they're not hearing the truth over here but i feel like what's happening in in you know where we are right now which we're really blessed in having a church that pursues that having these fantastic teachers who understand god's word is you have that to weigh against what you hear in and a, a really solid explanation of the truth of of scripture um and that's something that for us has been really neat to watch is uh not a not an adversarial or antagonistic response to God's word from from the group that w- this group we've kind of be we all become friends and part of but a yeah I need to know more like let me really 
asking great questions and really just recognizing is like, okay, I need to, I need to understand that better. Um, mm-hmm. And that has been something that's just like totally blown away all the time because that's not what you hear. That's not the thing you, you open up uh, a web page, uh, you know, you, you open up any kind of Christian publication that's out there talking about the current climate or culture of church and it's everybody's vacating, jumping ship, but that's not what is happening at CBF. What we're seeing is people are climbing on board. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially, uh, in your generation jumping on board. And that is something that we're just kind of looking around going, whoa, wait a minute. We got to capture this. This has got to be in a bottle or something so we can keep it going. So I think that's awesome. I mean, that, that is, uh, I think that's ultimately, uh, when we met with, you mentioned the hammers, Ryan and Kelsey, who were part of that launch for that. They were the ones who wanted to get it going. I think that was always the vision was community was a priority. So Mm -hmm. it's always encouraging to hear like, yeah, that's what, pulled us in for sure and it's, it's definitely a, a big passion of both of ours and just our heart that of course you know the church is the place we go mm-hmm. but you know the church is truly the people right and yeah um you know I, I just know like people in our generation are so desperate and hungry for like just love and yeah. acceptance and community that they they look for it in the wrong places and they or hurt and damaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, our heart is just that we would be able to be a place where, yeah, at CBF or just in general, that people can come and feel like they're a part of something. I yeah. think that's just what keeps people um, in in church, number one, but just com- connected and, you know, productive as a, just a person. Yeah. Did we talk about ages or are we just... Oh, we didn't talk about... Well, I mean, I'm not going to go flat out just... Like said, twenty, let's say twenty to thirties. Yeah, these right. these ages yeah. of people are yeah. in their twenties to thirty. I mean, I would mm-hmm. say mid twenties, just out of either just yeah. out of college or a couple of years into their career mm-hmm. or married. Um, yeah. A couple of them have had kids now, um, so they're in these transition times. Um, but I think they fall well in that that millennial uh, generational demographic that says, you know, these are the guys who are pushing back. Yeah. Um, they they should be saying, I don't want anything to do with this. They, right. you know, according to the study and the research or whatever you want to call it, they should be saying, uh, I'm in the process of deconstructing and, and uh, rejecting what I heard or grew up in mm-hmm. and not just, and, and I think there's developing, I don't mm-hmm. think it's rejection, I think it's, okay, growing into a greater understanding mm-hmm. is what we are all called to do, but this is a definitely a, okay, I'm just tossing everything out, baby out with the yeah. bathwater of everything I ever heard, and I don't see that as what's happening, it's mm-hmm. something different, so... Um, anyway, that was my question. I think I wanted to go. I wanted to dive a little yeah. bit deeper. That was good. You dove. Yeah. I dove. Are you proud of yourself? I'm a little bit. That was good. Because, yeah. yeah, I was like, I'm not proud of the question. Well, I ain't, okay. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that. 8.5 out of 10. Hit me. Yeah. You got another one, Taylor? <laughs> you can fire away. It can be silly. I, uh, just on a, on a, you know, keeping it a little bit more um, uh, intentional on a question. I was curious. So just as far as ministry is concerned, so. I've always felt, okay, you know, I, I like music. I like, yeah. um, you know, youth and that kind of stuff. So I, I've always wondered like, Hey, you know, was I, am I, was I supposed to be a youth pastor or, you know, a worship leader or something like that? Um, but one thing that always kind of, I think scared me a little bit about, about doing that is, you know, when you combine work and worship, mm. Oh yeah. As just being in ministry, as long as you have Nathan, I guess my question to you is, how do you balance and manage your relationship, you know, with Jesus combined with 
that's also kind of your job is having yeah. a relationship with Jesus. Um, yeah, there is. A, so the first day of seminary, when you when you start at Dallas Theological, they they have the they have the uh, uh, the chapel where they try to scare you. And you go in there and you sit down and, and they say things like, you know, look around this room, you know, so many out of so many will fail as a pastor, have a moral failure because they don't maintain their, you know, their spiritual life or whatever. And they, go, you know, it's like this thing of like, oh, man, why did I do this? And I, and I understand why they're doing it. They want, you know, to understand the gravity of, of, of the role of pastors, something to take seriously. But one of the other things they say is, look, your schoolwork is not a substitute for your spiritual life. And in fact, so much so that they actually have a class called Spiritual Life. <laughs> and it's designed for you to meet with men um, who uh, hear from professors and stuff who are like, okay, here's how I've learned to balance. It's, it's, more of a, it's more of a let's just look at Scripture and what it says, but it's also a little bit of testimonial. It's a little bit of a mentoring. I, I'd say it's large group mentoring kind of thing. And then you meet with these guys. Uh, the biggest danger is to sit there and say, okay, I prepared a lesson this week, so there's my quiet time and time in the Word, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's purely, like, I don't want to say purely academic, but, um, you know, it can be. So I think it's an area I struggle in. Um, you know, I really try to spend, you know, finding those times to pray to my, you know, when I'm alone. Uh, you know, when I used to, when I was in school, I had like a 40-minute drive down to school. So that was, you know, believe it or not, praying in the car, right? That was when I would spend that time of just reflecting or maybe I read something beforehand and just ref, you know meditate on it reflect on it in the car um, I, I do think sometimes it's as simple as just finding a short p- passage in the word just to just to read but I also think the most important thing in any of those situations is you always have to begin it with prayer because I can open up my my Bible um, and enter my prayer time with an expectation that something's going to happen. Uh, or you know, worship time to expect that I'm going to walk away and, and have completed it, but totally just it's a it's an exercise, right? It's just something I do. Um, and so, what really that balance is? Anytime I'm opening the Word, even if I'm preparing for a lesson, is to spend time in prayer to say, okay, look, I know this is for my job, but if there's anything in here right now that has to apply to me, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's kind of like, okay, God, kick me in the head on that, but don't let this be the only thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what I found, though, is it's uh, some of that just comes from being surrounded by super godly men and just, you know, all the time where we can have casual conversations that re- re- revolve around that. Um, you know, one of the things we did early on when we hired one of our new pastors is we had kind of this Tuesday morning. Uh, he's just a really brilliant guy. Great uh, uh, grasp of the languages, Greek and Hebrew and things like that. Um, and theologically just really uh, an incredible mind. And so we just had this time just to sit with him, and we'd kind of go through these passages together. And that was really cool because just from a uh, personal growth, it, it really helped understand things even more so. So it was always like, okay, there's new stuff, there's new stuff. And that created a little more of a – it kind of got me out of that mindset and that framework of, okay, job to, uh, okay, I really need to grow personally. Now – I'm not a worship guy, like in terms of music. Um, no offense to anybody here who's on a worship team. <laughs> whoa, but whoa, whoa. well, but like 85% of worship music to me is cheesy. You don't worship, bro? 
Yeah, no, I don't worship Rush. No, I do. <laughs> um, but but that was something I always struggled with. Now, I, I do think that was fed into me by different people. And, and so I've always had kind of this counterculture uh, attitude towards things like that, towards the establishment. And so the establishment of worship to me has always been, and I, don't, I think that's probably a selfish thing of just like, dude, I got to be like, you know, I'm the guy that grew up on punk rock and metal and stuff. <laughs> so most worship music to me is like, okay, but there are some that I'm just like, okay, dude, that, you know, that's my song, right? And uh, I can listen to that one worship song and be exactly where I need to be. Definitely. Right, mentally. Um, and I think we do a great job with worship at our church. I mean, like, we have so, m- there's such great uh, energy that I think is good. And I don't ever feel like it's a show. I feel like it's just the people honestly up there. I've seen churches where it's like a show. So for me, it's easier for me to get into that framework of and, and mindset of worship um but i do think that's something that i have to work hard against Definitely. or work hard for because you know my gut is initially and, and i think it's something to just condition myself is to reject anything that the majority likes sure. that's just how i do things yeah. right it's just like if, you, if, if everybody likes it i i don't because i got to be counter to all that so my dad likes stephen curtis chapman i like <laughs> pearl jam that's like, the thing but i, mean, I but but uh, interesting enough i do like stephen curtis chapman Okay, and and here's right. why I like Stephen Curtis Chapman a lot. I was at you special. I mean, I, the music. I, I totally am like, hey, you know, this is not bad. It's it can be a little cheesy, um, but at the same time, one I went to youth specialties one time, and uh, which is the big conference for youth mm. pastors. And uh, I'm not going to name the artist who came out first, <laughs> uh, but there was an artist who's very well known. Can you take no, it wasn't, me yeah. higher? At that point, Scott Stapp, Scott Stapp would not have been doing those. <laughs> I don't think he'd be in a ministry <laughs> event. <laughs> this is how I feel. <laughs> um, no, it was a, it was a older artist whose audience was a little bit older than a bunch of youth pastors. And this individual came out, and he's a solo artist. And he came out, and he said, hey, I'm so happy for y- for you guys to be here to see me tonight. Oh, wow. And that's he's in this bright yeah. red suit, like like TBN gospel suit that's it obviously costs some money. Yikes. And immediately it was just like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. So, but the closing artist that night was Stephen Curtis Chapman. And I thought, okay, I, like, I, can, I can sit through this. He comes out, he has no band, no nothing. And he sits down with, uh, with this woman on stage who's going to interview him. And she says, so here's the thing. He was supposed to come play. And... She said, why don't you tell him? And he says, this is the time he had that vocal issue. He had his vocal cords. Like, he was like, literally, I don't know if I'll ever be able to sing again. And just sitting there listening to him, I legitimately went, this guy's the real deal. Mm -hmm. Like, he's honestly the real deal because I'm sitting here listening to him. And he's an artist. He's, he's, this is his career. And so I understand a little bit uh, uh, about the music industry that, yes, there is a very calculated way. You have to do that. I mean, I, I totally understand that, and I respect that. It doesn't bother me. But I could see the guy behind all that, and I was, like, legitimately, like, okay, I got a lot of respect for Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yeah. Um, I've seen him tour with other artists, and there's a marked difference between when he comes on stage and sometimes when these other artists are on stage. And accessibility and all of that, I just go, he feels really honest to me. Um, and so uh, that's that's something that, you know, it's really, you wouldn't think that. But I'm like, dude, I totally am down with him. Like, because mm-hmm. of that honesty and that real, like, legitimacy that I feel when I'm, like, listening to him or seeing him. So Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. it Just on this topic, like, just playing, you know, in a worship band for a church, it's, it's hard for me when I'm not playing to 
engage in worship because yeah. all I'm thinking about is like, you know, oh, what, you know, what notes is the guitar player playing? <laughs> yeah, or exactly. The bass player. I'm checking out the bass player, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a nice groove, whatever. The drummer's killing it. Yeah. Not to catch myself. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not here to like watch the band, you know? And so it is a uh, kind of juxtaposition of, you know, performing plus, you know, leading and yeah. worship. So, but and now it's a, it's a good way of putting it. Well, and that, that you talk about that is like, the, okay, here's the most distracting thing for me in worship. I always wanted to be a drummer <laughs> and I never learned. And I, I don't think I ever could because it just seems so difficult. But uh, in any band, the drummer was always the coolest oh, yeah. member of the band. He's a bad me. boy. But my friend used to tease me about it. He goes, nobody talks to the drummer. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, the drummer's awesome. And I always wanted to do that. They're mysterious. Not even mysterious. They're like really? the, they're just like the party in them. They're like, they're the guys who are just like beasts, you yeah. know? So. Yeah. All right. So that was your question. That was my question. All right, Kim, back to you. Okay. Um, so Sarah and Taylor have been friends. Are we going on three years or two years? Well, it's been since we've been at, at CBF, so we're coming up on my fourth year. So I would say Has it's it three. Has it been four years? Okay, so it's been three. Because we yeah, were there a year before they came. Yeah. 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 Okay, so we have gone through a lot of life changes and circumstances and choices and all kinds of things with you guys. Um. If someone was looking for to be to engage with someone in life and maintain that relationship and grow together and um, grow separately as well with Jesus, what is your advice for that? Because you guys clearly have a desire to grow beyond just like at Bible study when you're there. You, wh- how do you maintain um, relationships and? you know, get into accountability type scenarios? What does that look like for you guys? Or what's the drive? Okay, I'll answer it. I'm not going to lie. It's Friday night. Uh, <laughs> spring break. I zoned out a little bit. Oh, uh, no, you're good. Well, and everybody zones out when I start talking because <laughs> it's just a lot. I'm like processing as it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, I mean, I know that we have the mentor program, which has really helped me. Mm-hmm. Um be able to connect with people. Um, I think just finding your core group of people that are going to support you Mm. no matter what, you know, within the life group or, you know, within your job or people from your past, just having accountability and those people and really blocking out time. I know that we just, I just made Taylor keep a calendar now (laughs) it's printed on our Mm. fridge with all of our friend hangouts and i think that that's so important to keep those relationships healthy and to grow with each other and you know apart from each other too i'm not real happy with sarah right now because she just said that taylor can keep a calendar because she told him to and now i'm (laughs) looking over at kim and i can already see the smoke and gears (laughs) Mm -hmm. turning we're gonna against my will actually i have a calendar i have yet to write in an event on our calendar though i just now know to check that she didn't say you had to write it she said you had to be part of it you just have to be part of the need to be aware yeah. You know, but then she's like, oh, you didn't write this in the calendar that was happening. I was like, sorry, we our tax appointment is today at 10 a.m. Uh-huh. Sorry, I didn't write that in our the calendar. Our tax appointment. <laughs> yeah. That's not a friend. No, he came home. This is 
completely opposite. He came home one day after a root canal, and I was like, I don't even know you. I didn't know you were getting a root canal. That wasn't on the calendar. I can promise you that if there's any kind of medical procedure, Kim knows, because I don't do those well. I don't do medical procedures well, so of course she knows when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly or mine are like, I forget to put church stuff on there. So it's like, hey, we're doing this on Friday. Uh, yeah, no, I've got a program that night. Um, I can't. So <laughs> in mentoring uh, along those same lines, it um, often it has a connotation of like being scientific or like a, um, very serious, right? So when you think about, when both of you guys think about the relationships you have with people who are mentoring you and engaging you in that way, what are one or two fun memories you have? What does that look like to do life with them outside of like a real serious conversation? So just currently, like as far as I had never had a mentor before, um, really just about a couple of years ago. And I'd always wondered like, in my, you know, early to mid twenties, I'm kind of doing life on my own. I felt like, and, um, like, man, I wish I had a mentor. Like I wish I had a, like I'm an older guy who to kind of help me walk through these things. Um, so then when we, when we came to CBF, I, you know, one day I was in, you know, Brent Lamb's office. I was like, Mm -hmm. Hey Brent, you know, is there anybody in church you think would be a good mentor for me? And I remember Brent saying, well, yeah, he's sitting right here. Like, I would love to be your mentor. I was like, really? Like, you're busy. You don't have time for that. He's like, no, I've always got time for that. Um, so that's my first memory of uh, just Brent's kind of sacrificial, like, desire to, to mentor young guys. Um, but then just, you know, doing live, it, you know, we would get breakfast once every couple of weeks, and we yeah. still meet about once every month. But, mm-hmm. you know, other than that, it's, you know, the things, yeah, outside of that organized time that, that's when you see who that person really is. And, you know, I just, I have plenty of things I can point to with, you know, Brent, especially for me, Brent Lamb, just like that. I can say, you know, that's the kind of guy that I want to be, you know, when I, when I I grow up. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got right now. That's all you got right now. Yeah. So that was your question. Okay. So here's what we're at 41 minutes. Oh, wow. So we're going to do one more question each. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what? If we want to come back at a later date and have yeah. Taylor and Sarah part two, we should do that sometime. Yeah. Honored. Humbled. That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right. So it's back to you guys. Who wants to ask this one? Uh, let's see. Taylor, you had the last one. So this would actually be Sarah's question. Oh, oh she said. <laughs> oh, and they prepared. They have a yeah. list. We're, we're going off top Nathan of our head. Nathan and I are just shooting the breeze. All right. Um, out of complete honesty, this is Taylor's question. Um, <laughs> Kim, what is the funniest thing you have ever seen Garrett <laughs> oh my gosh okay so for those of you who don't know garrett is our is our youngest he's 10 and he kind of has a uh a, a reputation a hot mess reputation a hot mess <laughs> reputation but in a funny you know um uh i would say kind of a almost urban legend level uh at our church yeah. that there are yeah. things he's the funniest thing he's ever done you might have to help me with this because there's a lot oh wow um, my like ne- uh, mm. my first. I know which one it is. I know which one mine is. The I mean the what what comes to mind is him literally just walk. Well, it would be the school incident with the underwear. With the underwear. Yeah. Wait. What? <laughs> yeah. Expand. We're, we're we're going to. This is. This is that is, what you well, were thinking? Well, I'm thinking I'm thinking another one, but uh, there's actually two incidents with underwear. Okay. Well, this. <laughs> well, there's underwear and then <laughs> and then his pants. Okay, yeah. so this story is long, and you're going to have to help me with this, Nathan, because okay. I forgot some of the details. I, I got gotcha. you. So 
he comes out of school and... Well, no, they had had swimming at school. Yeah, they, they had were had doing Because they would take him to a place to, ta- to go through swimming lessons together. And he had dropped... No, no. He so he had, he came out. Uh, uh, if I remember correctly, he came out of the school. It was such a hot mess. There were so many pieces. He to this. came out <laughs> of the school wearing clothes that yes. were not his. <laughs> yes. Shorts that were not his. And Kim said, "Garrett, uh, for some reason, you guys went." No, he f- he lost a key ring. He lost a key That's ring. That's why we went back in. So they went back <laughs> inside, and she had not noticed yet that he was wearing. He was not wearing yeah. his own clothes. <laughs> Or his own shorts. Because I'm a super awesome mom. So they go back in looking for this key ring. And as they're walking down the hall, Garrett <laughs> goes, oh, look, there's my shorts, <laughs> which are laying in the middle of the hallway. Which only begs to ask the question then, whose shorts are you because wearing? Because here's the thing. <laughs> the swimsuit he wore for swimming lessons is in his backpack. <laughs> yep. He's so got somebody else's shorts on. <laughs> And Here his shorts are. are laying in the hallway. And we still, to this day, have not figured that one Nobody out. Nobody ever fessed up to not having shorts, yes. and we don't know how that all worked out. The follow-up <laughs> to that is uh, several weeks later, oh, we had yeah, a parent-teacher yeah, yeah. conference. This is the second part of the story. And I've never had a parent-teacher conference that began <laughs> with his teacher <laughs> sliding a Ziploc bag across the table and going, here's your son's underpants. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, the follow-up to that is none of us are sure how they got to the school or why they were by themselves. Because he was wearing underwear. There was never a point where he went to school without underwear on. (laughs) Or how his teacher knew they were his, right? Yeah, well, they were Marvel, (laughs) so that's a pretty safe (laughs) bet they were his. They were Shark Week underwear. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But but like, like, yeah, I think that my funniest moment with him was uh, we got a... Okay, so th- several times we have been contacted by his teachers, <laughs> and not in a oh not God. in a no we need to talk kind of yeah. thing, but just want to let you know what happened in <laughs> class today, and always in a fun way. But Garrett had an assignment to uh, write a sentence that mm-hmm. used the three. Uh, uh, the end. Uh, You're uh, going to uh, know what this is. The end word. The suffix the like a r t, like you know, smart or whatever. Heart. Well, Garrett's decided to write a sentence that says, my dad farts. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only and reasonable with a, response. With a green cloud yes, with for a demonstration. Stick, with a stick figure of me <laughs> and a green cloud coming out of my backside. Own it. So his teacher sends it to us, and, or the picture, and says, just so you know. So I have to go pick him up at school. <laughs> and Garrett's teacher who's probably 25 adorable adorable much like miss sarah yeah adorable you know i'm walking as this dad just trying to get off campus and i look up and she's one of the crossing guards (laughs) and when i look up she looks me right in the eye and goes (laughs) like that (laughs) and that's all she said and then she she just laughs when she sees me and i and then i told guys garrett why couldn't you write something like my dad is smart? He goes, well, I had to write what was true. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's probably my funniest that's Garrett awesome. story. I think, but other than funny, I think one of the sweetest joys and giggles I got consistently was watching him walk into school and be like the, um, the campus like energizer. Oh. 
like That's he awesome. just like high fiving everybody and yeah he loved going know. to school. Jess was the same way. I mean, she would yeah. go in and she loves loves people and she loves being. They're both very yeah. sociable, mm, and yeah. so for both of them, they kind of go into rooms and they just they kind of amp them up. Oh and, and I think that's something they're both gifted at is they they amp very up the sweet. room. Um, you know, she Jessica is more of a uh, just a social like she's a teenager like she's like friends with everybody. Garrett is yeah. more like a force of nature who <laughs> runs in. Um, yeah. You know, I can remember him huh? uh, taking out a book on Star Wars from the library and he learned a Jawa word. <laughs> And, you know, and it meant something. And I remember opening up the side door of the van <laughs> and he leaps out, yells it into the air with a fist, whatever this word was, <laughs> with a fist raised high and runs into the school building past all the teachers because why not? <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, that's probably I think that ranks up there. I mean, having your kids yeah. underwear being given to you at a parent teacher conference is pretty funny. It's yeah. pretty legendary. It's so pretty it legendary. Yeah, Everybody I bet she knows will that never one. have to do that again. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was good. Sarah, you ever done that before? Um, no. <laughs> I, teaching fifth graders, I hope I never have to. Yeah, yeah. no, that th- he's gotten beyond that. Though he and his friends yeah. did. Uh, uh, instill, uh, in, install a system of government on the playground this this year in, in attempts in to overthrow yeah. in our neighborhood, but it, the plan was to overthrow the school, uh, but it fell apart. So uh, because yeah. of uh, because leadership is hard. Yeah, leadership. <laughs> when you're in leadership, fifth grade, leadership, leadership is, is hard. not for the young. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, Lord of the Flies situation. Yeah, yeah, Real yeah. Quickly yeah. went that route. Yeah. So. Do you have one final question for? I think I asked the last one, so you get. Um, as a couple, what is your sweetest moment from the last year? I know you guys have worked really hard in the last couple of years on growing, and I know it's had some sweet fruit to. Yeah, that's a good question. Was our trip to Vancouver last year? Was that two years ago? Two years. Two years. Two years ago. I mean. Every day is a sweet moment. Oh, Taylor. I just want to publicly announce that. Was that was clutch, man. That right was now, really just good. publicly yeah. say, I am humbled to be Sarah's <laughs> well, husband. No. Well, when you're punching above your weight. It's it <laughs> is. It is. I'm a soft six. I'm playing in the big leagues right now. I think it's been sweet to watch you guys um, really figure out what your marriage is and what it looks like and, uh, you know what that looks like where you're going to live and all those things that come with that. That's been sweet for sure. And I'll I'll get a little sentimental. I I think the sweetest moments for me just now in this period of life are at the end of the day, you know, when it's bedtime and, you know, we kind of, I could just lay on the couch and get to watch Sarah and and Coco just play around and (laughs) play fetch and stuff and kind of just, you know, I get to just, um, be an observer and I just mm. am, I'm like wow I'm so thankful for this and, and I can imagine like with kids in the future just how special that's going to be so yeah. even now I, even just little things like that that's probably what I would I would say and point to cool yeah. I I mean I feel like we just hit our three year anniversary and it feels like we've done so much mm-hmm. within those mm-hmm. three years um, this last year has been kind of a blur a lot of lock-ins um, lockdowns. Is that what we're calling them, lock-ins? Because lock-ins makes it sound like it's something fun with inflatables. <laughs> I think I actually <laughs> I meant lockdown. I think you meant lockdown. I think I meant lockdown. Snowvid was fun for us. I know not for everyone, but um, you had electricity. So. Yeah, we yeah. had electricity. You were like us. 
having people over it was fun. No, but I think, you know, us just being a part of our life group and being able to, you know, like that week, having empty rooms to have people over and just how willing and open, yep. you know, he is for that. And, yep. you know, that's our heart. Just growing together and then growing with this really strong knit group of people mm-hmm. has been mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Very That's sweet cool. memories. That is cool. That's awesome. I think we got to the end of our match. Yeah. All right. Hey, um, I really appreciate it. Okay. So here's the story behind this. Uh, we invited him over for dinner and then <laughs> it was like, dude, you're going on the podcast. And like Taylor was like, I'm in like knowing Taylor. He's just like, I'm in. And then Sarah was like, uh. Oh, cool. <laughs> Great. Um, Draft a few uh, pages of questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the time we get to the end of it, it's like, is Sarah still going to be my friend? <laughs> <laughs> so, next um, time, next time we should do like find a fun card game that where we ask each other questions. Oh, random. just random yeah. questions. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. So then we could just like ask the hard ones. But you know, part of the reason we do this is again because we want to have just real conversations with real people about you know like just because we're in ministry and I've been and, and we're a ministry family and our relationship was kind of started there we're still all just like super regular i mean we've been Mm -hmm. on vacation together we're hopefully going on vacation again this summer together um just to be normal Mm -hmm. you know to be like people uh who aren't like it's not like pastor congregant relationship it's like dude this is our friends and we're just hanging out and i think that's something really special right now that we have with this whole group um but you guys are, are a huge part of that so I think just bringing those conversations in so we can all hear that, you know what, we're super normal. And, you know, we can be relatable as believers um, to say, hey, you know what, we experience the same things. And, you know, there's there's mutual uh, mutual experience, mutual difficulty, mutual uh, victory, mutual uh, positives, negatives, whatever. Um, so I really appreciate you guys being willing to do that, and I want to do it again. I need to – We you just you guys are very easy to just like mm-hmm. – hang out and do this so we'll work uh, on our sound baffling in here yeah we'll work it, like it I, I, i'm just gonna put a disclaimer at the very end of all this if you were sitting there going dude the sound is raw on this okay yeah that's on me because i'm not an audio engineer but and i think and my legs falls i know i made kim sit on the floor yeah. but whatever <laughs> anyway we'll, we'll wrap this up hey uh if you uh have any messages or input you'd like to share you can get us uh at uh, podcasting at gmail.com um, you can find this podcast on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google, I mean, just about anywhere, Spotify, we're there. Check us out, send it to your friends. But again, if you have anything you want us to talk about, go ahead and send us to us at that email. Um, but again, this is uh, Nathan. This is Kim. And this is? The Castleberries. The Castleberries. And hey, you know what? Uh, if it's your spring break, have a good one. If it's not, sorry. God bless. <laughs>